uh, meron tayong tinatawag na parang compliance, no? Uh, government compliance. Kasi there's an entity called Department of Labor and Employment. Mm -hmm. Now you have to comply with their with their guidelines when it comes to documenting the employee onboarding. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be exciting because right now we're doing a series on human resource management. And my co-host, Dennis Delario, he will be giving his tips and thoughts on employee onboarding. So yeah, let's get right to it. Welcome to the Digital Transformation Academy. My name is Dennis Hilario and I'm here to help you in your digital transformation journey. Let the show begin. Hey, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, Dennis Hilario here. So our topic for this episode is all about uh, employee onboarding. Uh, so basically, employee onboarding is uh, something that we do uh, in human resource department every time we hire an employee. Mm -hmm. How about you, Fiona? What uh, what is your like? Uh, how do you foresee yourself when it comes to, for example, you apply for a job, and then you're about to get on board uh, in the company? So, what's your expectation? How do you uh, oh, envision okay. it? Um, I guess my expectation is kind of to really be able to feel the environment that I'm gonna be working in. So mm -hmm. I expect my you know my boss or whoever. Uh, will guide me to introduce me to the kind of culture that the company has. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm thinking about it. Oh yeah. So well, yeah. I think uh, that's the basically the generic uh, expectation that uh, every you know fresh graduate, for example, is expecting. Yeah. So the basic definition of uh, employee onboarding it refers to the process of being able to integrate the new employee formally into your organization. So as an employer, mm -hmm. uh, this involves uh, introducing the company to the team, to, like you said, your culture, uh, the different departments that uh, you're going to be working with, and overall, uh, basically welcoming them to the company. So yeah. with the gap uh, existing between the candidates and the full uh, employee experience, so onboarding uh, takes place. No? basically to close the gap okay so yeah. so this way this will transition uh in transition transition will be quick and uh, but with given care will have long time value for the organization at least some studies uh, show that uh, new hire the new hires the productivity level of the new hires will come in a quicker way when there's an efficient and smooth onboarding process no some of it, of course, yung training, uh, uh, yung providing them the company handbook or policies. Yeah. So basically, 90% based, again, based on a study, 90% of the employees decide whether to stay with the company in the first six months. Uh, if um, maganda yung onboarding experience niya. So I think many companies kasi, they tend to, ano eh, Parang not really invest in the process of onboarding. Yeah, what's something that can go wrong? Um, well, like pretty much the you know, the if the expectations of the new hire is not met. You know, for example, okay. if uh, yeah. uh, we introduce them to the to the team and then they found out that the culture is not uh, aligned with their values, yeah. so most likely they're gonna. 
uh, they're gonna get uh, how to call that discouraged to work with the organization you know? but um, it, it varies it depends on the, the person uh, it depends on the objective of the person some particularly yung mga fresh graduates they ano eh, they their initial objective is just uh, an experience no yeah so as they mature um, they get smarter when it comes to choosing the right uh, company for them so that's why during recruitment dun palang uh, as an employer you have to align yourself with your values mm -hmm. uh, and the, the candidates values so kundi siya align then uh, what do you call this you, you know that's the decision factor kung you can hire the person or not yeah uh, it's very critical it's not um sometimes because when you interview people uh, you really don't see exactly how he or she is eh? uh, mm -hmm. you, you're just gonna uh, know them but you're working with them already you know? so yeah pretty much i think even some experienced executives say na you just hire fast but if if uh, during the tenure of the person as early as nakita niya na I mean nakita ng company na it's not aligned uh, you can actually you have to decide uh, early if you're gonna let the person go uh, right away but again like I said kanina uh, onboarding the onboarding process is really important ano? uh, kasi that motivates the person to work with the company so imagine mm -hmm. if you you are tasked or uh, now on board kind and there's no full orientation given. Yeah. Parang kaka-discourage mag-work. Uh, you get demotivated kasi you don't know how the company works, the, the culture and whatnot. Yeah, and is it also like just to make the employee feel welcome? Oh yeah, of course. So it's like it's like going going to school uh, the first day of school, right? Uh, especially all day. Yeah, especially if you're new to the school, so yeah. it's really important. There's there's an uh, orientation yeah. and all. So again, I think the the value that uh, uh, the takeaway here in, in this conversation is that um, as an employer, this is a very important step in. Uh, you know, in managing your employees. Yeah. Kasi ito yung parang first ano eh, uh, touch base ng employee to the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, you uh, you would want the employee to feel welcome uh, dun sa bahay mo, which is your mm -hmm. organization or your company. You know? okay. But pretty much, uh, meron tayong tinatawag na parang compliance, no? Uh, government compliance because there's an entity called Department of Labor and Employment. Mm -hmm. Now you have to comply with their with their guidelines when it comes to documenting the employee onboarding. So part of okay. this episode is I'm gonna be discussing that to you. So basically, I have here some documents that I'll be discussing uh, okay. one by one very briefly. Uh, what are those? Again, this will be a guideline, especially if you're a startup, a startup company, or uh, a small business. It's important to comply with this because later on, um, some some companies, because they get audited by Department of Labor and Employment. Oh, or so this is like required. Exactly. So this is required. So every time you onboard an employee, 
you have to do this uh, kind of documentation to protect yourself in the future and protect okay. the employee uh, in the future. No? So number one is the when when you decide to hire an employee, um, of course the first step is to uh, give them a job offer letter. Hmm. So the job offer letter is like uh, the document that uh, says that you are hiring them, and uh, these are the details of the employment. That's basically the salary, uh, what yeah. is the position, what is the job description. Uh, what benefits can you get if you uh, uh, get the job offer? No, so the, the employee should be signing this together with the HR representative of the company. Uh, so again, this is just a documentation that the employee has accepted uh, the job offer. No, so after that, um, there's a document. Obviously, the employment contract. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the employment contract is uh, basically similar to job offer, but with more details about the, the job. Yeah. What is the appointment about? Again, what is the compensation? Uh, mm -hmm. What is the regularization policy? Because normally when you hire an employee, there's a, what you call a probationary period. So meaning yeah. during the probationary period, uh, uh, mostly it's just about uh, six months. I think mm -hmm. by law it's uh, six months, uh, up, only up to six months that you assign the employee or hire the employee as a probationary. So if it's, uh, okay. he or she is a probationary, there should be a proper evaluation process uh, to say if you're going to uh, no, uh, regularize them. Because yeah. once you regularize an employee, then uh, you'll have more benefits and more, for example, leave credits. Uh, like vacation leaves, sick leave, and whatnot. Ano. Um, again, going back to the contract, some, of course, the non-competition policies, uh, confidentiality clauses are all there to, during the employment. Ano. Uh, some termination clause, what will be the grounds for termination, uh, there will be a non-disclosure clause, and of course, the period of the contract. So again, uh, that's the second document that uh, you should be preparing when you onboard an employee. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another document is the, of course, the employee personal information. Uh, that's what, because there's a document called 201 file. You know? What's that? A 201 file is uh, the per basically the employee information sheet. Uh, the details of the employee, like the addresses, uh, yeah. the family, like uh, the, the uh, father and mother's name, the birth date, mm -hmm. some emergency contact information, some dependents if the person has uh, children, and um, yeah. pretty much all of the information about the employee. So this 201 file is maintained uh, during the tenure of the employee, so all the documents that has been signed should be yeah. in that folder. You know? The movement, for example, if you promote the employee, uh, there's another document that you are promoting them, or all okay. the performance evaluation forms that uh, you have discussed with the employee should be under that 201 file. Mm -hmm. And later on, um, what do you call this? That will be the full documentation of what has transpired during the employment of that uh, employee so it's important okay. to maintain that 
Um, and then we also have, we also provide the employee uh, requirements checklist. Because when you onboard the employee, there are uh, some employee requirements like birth certificate, marriage yeah. certificate if uh, the person is married, um, like NBI clearance. So you you have to clear, you have to be assured that there's no record, criminal record uh, of that employee. Yeah. So we also we also ask for a copy of the diploma and uh, the TOR. Uh, you are basically the grades of the employee. Uh, some SSS form, because there are government mandated uh, benefits, because when you employ a person, so those are the SSS or Social Security System ID. You have the field health or uh, the pagibig or HDNF. So those some um, because uh, all of those they have. Uh, these government entities, they provide an, an ID. Mm. It's a number, you know, that is tagged uh, in the person. So if the person has no SSS numbers, PhilHealth and HDMF, then the employer is should be the one to uh, file for that. Oh, okay. Okay. So of course the PIR or the, the what you call tax identification number or TIN should also be provided because later on when you when you provide salaries to these employees mm. uh, you also provide um, what you call this parang contributions to these entities yeah for example a very quick example is if your salary is 10,000 pesos mm. so there's a table that you later on we're gonna be discussing this in more details of future episodes. Um, for example, if the SSS, uh, again, 10,000 peso salary per month, then mm -hmm. a portion of it should be uh, contributed to SSS. Yeah. For example, 250 pesos. And then that 250 pesos is contributed by the employer. And later on, as, uh, as you provide uh, contributions to SSS, if you have claims, for example, you, you you get hospitalized, then you can use those uh, IDs. But um, you can you can claim uh, the benefits from these government mm -hmm. entities. So instead of paying hundred percent of the hospital bill, since you have this benefit, then you can claim from Build Health, and you get discounts in this uh, hospital bills. No? Okay. Then if you have uh, previous employment, you also you also you are asked to provide. Uh, certificate of employment, certifying that you really uh, have, uh, you really have been employed from from these employers, no? mm -hmm. and then of course the, the ID picture is also important. So next document is of course the one I mentioned earlier, the employee handbook. So mm -hmm. the uh, the employee handbooks uh, pretty much the policies of the companies. Employee handbook uh, there's like the incentives. Na meron, mm -hmm. the, the company provides some punishments or by pag may mga violations, code yeah. of conduct, parang code of conduct. Uh, that uh, there's a details of if, if you, for example, are always late mm -hmm. or absent. Anyway, so so last but not the least, um, 
Kasi when you onboard an employee, you assign, for example, a computer. Yeah. You also assign, for example, kunyari sa sales ka, you also assign cell phones. Mm. Uh, yung other employees naman, like yung mga executives, they also assign a vehicle. Mm. Uh, no? So you have to have this asset accountability assignment form that details the um, the, uh, the description of the item that uh, the items that were assigned to you. Okay. What are the serial numbers? Ano, ano yung condition niya? Is it fully working or what? Um, that's why the reason why it's called accountability is that because you'll get accountable if you lose it or mm -hmm. if you break it and uh, basically pag may nangyari sa asset or the item mm -hmm. uh, you'll be the one accountable some some companies mm -hmm. they deduct it from the salaries or their, yeah. their specific uh, policies na ginagawa pag may nangyari dun sa item so it's really important naman sa employee to protect uh, and uh, take care of the item yeah. Ayun, so those are the forms. Um, yeah, you know, this varies kasi depending on the size of the organization mm. or depending on the position. So, of course, yung mga job description, uh, meron din na tawag na uh, process flow or work instructions na binibigay sa employee. No? I, hindi ko rin na-mention pala kanina is about the training. So, some oh. companies, they provide a dedicated training sessions uh, before you as before they assign specific tasks. Okay. Uh, parang nagkakaroon sila ng boot camp. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, depending on the size of the company. But for small yeah. businesses, they just do it like on the job training. So while you do are assigned the task, train ka on how you do it, how you do the task. Mm -hmm. So some employees they are motivated if. Um, you provide them full training but some are independent and uh, can do self-studies so again it depends on the culture and the values of the company yeah so pretty much that's the um i know yeah. the basics of employee onboarding uh, yeah. if do you have any questions for me Fiona? questions um how do you what's your onboarding process um right now your company. Yeah, right now, before before the unfortunate pandemic, uh, the one mm. I, just, I just discussed now is very uh, pretty much how we do it. No, yeah. We have a basic employee introduction. We provide okay. uh, a presentation to them mm. of how the company works, what is the mission vision of the company. We introduce them, we provide them basic training on uh, the, our policies and our products yeah. and all of those things. So the one I discussed now. Uh, but in this time, at this time, uh, uh, we right now we are 100% work from home. Yeah. So the employee onboarding process is very you know, uh, like challenging. Online. Yeah, <laughs> challenging. Some. Okay. Uh, our HR person personnel. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Joy. Uh, she does the orientation online through, yeah. through Google Meet or Zoom meeting. Then the, he or she uh, are introduced to the company via uh, our group chats. You oh, use Dark okay. Suite uh, in doing it. And then um, we have like like this 
ano no uh, online meetings pag may mga mm-hmm. when we start uh, ano when we start assigning tasks to them kasi normally yung for example in our case uh, we have programmers diba uh, yeah. bulk of our hiring or employees are programmers so we introduce them to our to the to the team lead team leader uh, who will guide them and supervise them uh, in doing their tasks no? so that supervisor naman is in charge of explaining the technical details of how yeah. to do the how to to do the tasks um, mm-hmm. supported by our HR personnel. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. But yeah, that's all my questions. All right. So uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you. And this podcast is brought to you by our own Snap Payroll and HR. Uh, system or software is an online uh, system the only know, payroll and HR system you need uh, especially in the Philippine market because this product is really designed for uh, small businesses it's an online mm-hmm. it's an online software where you can keep your the one I mentioned with the 201 file of the employees yeah. the employees can log in they can request for all they can check, they can download it, their payslip uh, mm. directly from the software, and then our timekeeping and payroll team uh, just do the timekeeping and payroll process uh, using this system. No? So, um, if you can check out the links below if you want to learn more about yeah. the details of the product. Uh, in our next episode, um, we're gonna be discussing the basics of timekeeping and payroll particularly timekeeping terms like overtime, what is undertime, what is tardiness, okay. what is absences, and then nice. the payroll, what is the what's the de minimis benefits, yeah. uh, what are deductions, what are allowances and the net pay and whatnot. So if you guys is new here, uh, you can consider subscribing to this uh, podcast in whatever platform yeah. you are consuming this or you can smash the like button so can help us in you know promoting uh, this podcast again we are here to give our best thoughts and tips about digital transformation uh, productivity and innovation so again in in this series we are discussing and talking about all about human resource management uh, timekeeping and fail so yeah I'm really excited to, to do this again next week uh, thank you, you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. The extra life and business. Have a great day.